0: Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing you regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness. With your host, Dan Nun. Thanks for tuning in to the Nun Report. I hope you're all getting excited for the weekend. Here, I know that I am. It's uh, it's Friday, you know, so that's what that he's you know what that means is. Uh, we're gonna close out the show with a little bit of uh, fan mail because it's Fan Mail Friday. I try to do that every Friday. And for those that uh, aren't, uh, who are new to the show, who haven't seen that before, what I do is I take actual uh, posts or replies to comments, combined with the person's profile picture, and I throw them out there because you know what? I'm tired of these people just thinking they can say whatever they want without any retribution. Now this isn't doxing. This is just showing it. Look at this. Look at this person who said this thing and I'm putting them together. It's all public domain information. I've had threats of lawsuits. I've had threats of uh, violence, you know, but Hey, hey, take that down. You can't do that. Uh, Yeah, I can. It's public domain. It's your profile picture. You made the comment on a public domain. I'm sorry. You chose to open your mouth and say a stupid thing. You know, it it just happens, you know, And, and when you do that, which, which liberals do quite often. Then, of course, I am going to expose you. So that's how we finish the show on Fridays. Before we get there, we're going to cover a variety of topics. Mostly, you know, I mean, Trump obviously his indictment dominated the news cycle. The more that they try to uh, bash him, the more they try to arrest him or indict him or or dispose of him politically, the stronger he becomes. I, I can't wait to see the next poll that comes out. I would imagine that's probably going to go up. I know he had another massive spike in fundraising. See, what they don't get is that it's not about Trump. You know, it's it's bigger than him. It's about us. And I've been saying that all along. So don't give up, man. People, please, please, please do not give up. You know, you never Trumpers out there, I'm sick of hearing you. You conservatives who said, you know, I voted for Trump the first time, but I was just expecting him to do it. And he didn't do everything. He didn't, he didn't drain the swamp, blah, 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 blah. Shut the hell up, man. Grow some balls and stand up behind your candidate. Don't run at the first sign of whatever. I don't even know. I mean, he had the strongest economy the U.S. has ever seen. He was, he, he accomplished everything he wanted to until the third year. I'm sorry he wasn't perfect. I'm sorry he didn't do everything you wanted him to do. Oh, you better run and hide like a little pussy that you are. Yeah, you better abandon him and start bashing him on social media. Hey, why don't you get on the short bus with Ron DeSantis? Yeah, that would be good. Good idea. You get over there on the short bus with Ron DeSantis, and when he gets his ass wiped all over the debate stage by Donald Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy, then you can come groveling back. We'll take you back. Just like Srinovich, right? He came back. Oh, I made a mistake leaving Trump. You know, all these other kids. You know, you're right. DeSantis is weak. Yeah, okay, fine. You know, grovel, whine, moan. We'll take you back. Come on. We'll take your vote. God, people. It, it, it's, you just, don't be a liberal. Don't form opinions and make choices off of headlines and sound bites, do your research, dig into things, at least a few minutes worth. You don't need to do a deep dive, but before you repeat something or repost something or retweet something, at least take a look at what it is before you go bitching about, oh, you know, Vivek took Soros money. No, he didn't. And if you would've done just two minutes of research, you would've seen that. Oh, and by the way, DC Drano, I got some words for you too. And I'm going to, in fact, do a full show on it next week because I'm reading the book over the weekend. Yeah. Vivek hasn't, he hasn't changed once since he started writing these books, okay? He's not out there supporting Trump. He's always disagreed with what Trump did on January 6th. He's always said he would approach it differently. But at the same time, he says he supports Donald Trump's right of freedom of speech and freedom of political speech to do what he did. And that's the difference. You're, you're, you're seeing the little surface stuff, D.C. Drano. You're seeing the little surface stuff. At Oh, man, the Vevek is not a, a diehard Trump supporter. He didn't support him on January 6th. He didn't think the election was rigged. So fucking what? Because you know what? He's looking deeper. He wants to dismantle the FBI, the, the Department of Education. He has repeatedly over and over and over again said that, yes, I would not have done the same thing Trump did on January 6th. And, you know, the election is what it is. Yeah, he said it in a book. So what? He said it in many interviews since then as well. Were you not paying attention? He has owned every single thing he said, you know, so just shut up. And, And, you know, while I'm at it, take a look at the big picture. You're, you're an attorney. You're, you're supposedly supposed to know all these things and stuff and be smart and educated and all that good stuff. You ever think about the bigger picture? The fact that, you know what, it's not about whether Trump disputed the election or whether the election was stolen or rigged or not. It's about what was behind that. And that's what Vivek has promised to attack. That's what he's going after, is the deeper issues. Not the surface, shiny headline stuff. I thought, you know, I respected you a lot more than that as a platform and as a, as a personality. Anyway, watch for that next week after I read the book. I'm going to dive into some DC Drano tweets and some things that he said erroneously. And I think emotionally, and I'm going to tear him apart. And if he wants to come on this show and tear me apart with his attorney and his law degree and his, his uh, arguing proudness and his ability to debate, come on, buddy. Come on this little old show. Show me. Show that little guy just what a dumbass I am. Go ahead. I welcome it. So while, while everybody was focused on Trump and his indictments, and rightly so, it's big news. I said this before, the U.S. credit rating got downrated from AAA to AA. Now the Democrats are saying, oh, that's the Republicans' fault for obstructing. That's, that's this and that. And, and they're blaming everything on the Republicans because that's what, that's what communists do. That's what the extreme commie Democrats do is they blame everything on everything else. They've been in power for over two and a half years now. Their policies, their financial policies. Look, you know all right. Uh, first let's hear from let's hear from one of the experts on the in the field here.
1: President Biden and I came into office with a plan to strengthen America's economy. We knew that for far too long our economy has not worked for working people. Entire communities have been left out and left behind.
0: Honey, if you came into the office with a plan to strengthen the economy, let me tell you something. You failed. You failed miserably. Not just by a little bit. You missed the mark so bad. Oh, maybe maybe you helped the economy for you and your wealthy buddies. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what she meant. Here's another little excerpt from uh, Queen Genius. Let's hear what she has to say with her word salad. The president's job approval numbers in Wisconsin in a recent poll show that he still has low numbers. Does that suggest to you that Bidenomics isn't working or benefiting everyone?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I'm traveling in the country, and I hear from everywhere I go, whether I'm in a rural town or an urban town, and I'm traveling all, all corners of our country. People all corners. Are thank-
0: She's traveling all corners, and people are thankful. Everywhere she goes, they're <laughs> thankful. What are they thankful for? She must be talking to the, you know, people that they're giving government handouts to, or something. Because I don't know. Are you thankful for higher gas prices? Are you thankful for the fact that that the, the cost of living is sixteen point nine percent higher than it was when they took office? Are you happy for the fact that that real earnings have dropped for twenty three months in a row? And in fact, are negative three percent? Yeah, you may be making more in your paycheck, but you're. It's much. It's, <laughs> there's more to it than that. And we're going to get to that as well. Real earnings are down 3%. Prices are up 16.6%. But don't worry. And by the way, if you know people like to call uh people like to call Mc- McConnell the turtle or a turtle or whatever. So if McConnell is a turtle, is this his mother?
1: Overall annual inflation has declined every month for the past year and our economy continues to grow.
0: In the longer term, the United States remains the world's largest most dynamic, and most innovative economy with the strongest financial
1: system in the world. Fitch's decision is puzzling in light of the economic strength we see in the United States. <laughs> I strongly disagree
0: with Fitch's decision, and I believe it is entirely unwarranted. It's puzzling! We don't know why! <laughs> we don't know why! I, I, hey, Fitch, Biden administration disagrees with your... De- your 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 thing disagrees with your uh, analysis. You should be scared. You should be shaking in their boots. <laughs> She's puzzled. You're puzzled at the fact that we have thirty two trillion dollars in debt, and then at the next ten years. It's going to go up by another $20 trillion because of your policies, because of your climate wet dream policies, your green wet dream that you put into place because you you just think you can print money forever and then hopefully somewhere down the road, the country will make enough money to pay for the debt. Eventually, the debt's going to exceed our ability to create revenue. And then what? I mean, think about that. Over the, the the fact that our national debt is going to increase by 80% over the next 10 years due to Biden's economic policies had nothing to do with the downgrading of our credit rating. Nothing to do with it it at all. No, the fact that we can't come up with a budget, the fact that we overspend constantly, the fact that they're putting their political opponents in jail, the fact that we've turned the Jays, you know, we've... We, we we've taken people, political opponents, whether they were protesters or rioters, whatever you want to call them on January 6th, they certainly were, they sure as hell were not insurrectionists. You ain't going to just go put them to rot in jail, and then you're going to go after your number one political opponent and try to put him in prison too? All while spending as much money as you possibly can. The country is not stable. The country is not stable financially. The country is not stable politically. And it's not stable legally. It's not stable militarily, all because of your policies. And then you, you're puzzled. You're, you're wondering why our credit rating was downgraded. You're dumb as a rock. You're about as exciting as a rock to listen talk to. Gosh, she's stupid. I can't even believe, you look at the people that are running the departments of this administration, the bureaucrats that they have in there, the people they've appointed to different positions, and it's no wonder we are where we are. But here's the bigger deal. First, let's hear from Joe Manchin, one of their own, Democrats, Democrat, said, Manchin, downgraded America's credit rating, historic failure of political leadership, no shit. Here's what he said the credit agency specifically cited the decline in governance, erosion of cooperation in the federal government and ballooning national debt when making the determination to lower our credit rating. He said this is a stark warning that cannot be ignored, although the Biden administration will ignore it, of course, because that's what they do. Oh, that's not a problem. If we just ignore it, it'll go away. They've ignored the border, hoping it will go away. They've ignored the blowback from Afghanistan, hoping that'll go away. They've ignored interest rates. They've ignored gas prices. They've ignored grocery prices. They're ignoring the fact that people don't want to be in Ukraine in an endless war. If we just ignore it all, it'll go away. They're crazy. Mansion continues. We must act now to fully fund the government and address our national debt before we wake up to a future where America's superpower status is in jeopardy. It already is, by the way. And we have lost the confidence of our allies around the world. When you put a guy who can barely put together a coherent sentence, Mr. Swiss cheese for brains himself in the white house. And then you parade him up to the microphone and around the world, shuffling around, falling upstairs, falling downstairs, falling off bikes. Doing what he did in Afghanistan. You wonder why we have a war in Ukraine, why there's a war, why Russia invaded Ukraine. You wonder why the world is laughing at us? You wonder why our credit rating went down? You people are dumb. Either that or you're destroying this country on purpose, which is a distinct possibility. Here's the deeper issue. Check it out.
1: Uh, hours worked um, abysmal, down dramatically. So the work week was down, down month over month, year over year. So your weekly income, $1,157.28. That's up from one thousand one hundred fifty-five dollars and eighty-four cents. It's 0. .00124. That's the improvement. Point zero zero one two four.
0: Yeah, and that's before you factor in inflation. You factor in inflation, and it's negative. The economy is not growing. The economy is not booming. Wages aren't rising; they're dropping. Anybody living off a paycheck. Each week or every two weeks, we'll, we'll confirm that. But this is this is the underlying issue. And, and be, before, we, before I drop this video, this next one, he talked about hours are down. So people are working less hours per week, okay? On top of that, we cannot fill all the jobs that are available because people don't want to go back to work. They're making more money sitting on their ass doing nothing or they're urban camping on the sidewalks of Seattle shooting drugs into their arms having a good old time. All you have to do, anybody can tell, right? Go into any restaurant. What has happened? Service is slower. Quality is less. Why? Because they can't hire the people primarily in the kitchen. They can't get consistent food out because they can't keep people employed in the kitchen. They can't look at a uh, bar restaurant type operations. The bartenders having to do everything now because they can't, They can't afford to hire a server or worse, they can't find the people to fill those positions. You can't get servers in bars. You can't get people to staff the kitchen, go into any restaurant. And you tell me that there aren't jobs out there. And that's a big issue, huge issue. Here it is. We cannot seem to get or budge off. We had a nice ride
1: up. On the participation rate and now it's flatline we can't seem to get more people into the workforce and then this why? will be a topic of debate it may take a higher wage it may be what the issue has been is older folks who have left the workforce and not come back there's always this flow back from the uh, 55 or 65 and older crowd mm-hmm. they're not they've not come back and we don't know exactly why or what it would
0: take okay i'll tell you why You fired a shit ton of people for not putting an experimental injection into their arm and you won't let them come back to work. You know how many public agencies are out there? Oh, you know, yeah, you know, we're not requiring vaccines anymore for new people to come back. Oh, but we're not going to hire back the people that we fired because they wouldn't get it. What? You won't hire back first responders and law enforcement people? And bus drivers and ferry boat drivers just because they wouldn't get the vaccine back in 2021? Be able to hire a brand new employee who's never been in vac- who's never been vaccinated in your life? Are you fucking high? Oh, I don't know why the labor participation rate is so low. I'll tell you exactly why it's so low. <sighs> You fired all these people during COVID. You paid them to stay home and do nothing. They found other things to do besides work. A lot of them took early retirement because they weren't going to deal with your experimental vaccine BS. And the youngest generation is lazy. They want to go right into the workforce and make six figures And work 20 hours a week. And if they can't get that, they'd rather just live in their freaking parents' basement or go camping or live in a van. Because there's no accountability. You've spoiled them rotten. We have spoiled them rotten. We don't have parents being parents. We have parents trying to be friends instead of parents. The time to be a friend to your kid is when they're in their 20s and 30s, not when they're in their teens. That's when it's time to be a parent. A lot of people are missing out on that little little tidbit of what should be and always has been common knowledge. Kamala had one more thing to say about this great economy that we're in.
1: It's a term we're very proud of, I must tell you, because Bidenomics is working. It's working. It's
0: working. It's working to destroy the middle class of the country. It's working. We're destroying this country from the bottom up and middle out. Certainly are. Because those are the people that are hurting the worst. You know who doesn't feel it? They're killing the economy from the bottom up and middle out. Because those are the people that high prices whether it's gas prices or grocery prices or consume, you know other durable good prices combined with reduced wages and reduced hours you know who that hurts it hurts the bottom and the middle you know who it doesn't hurt experts like this they're oblivious they don't have a clue
1: the economy is booming. Yeah. Inflation is down. The stock market is doing well. Uh, people are having an easier time putting bread on the table, etc. He doesn't seem to be getting the credit for that. Only 41% approval. Is it because they think he's old? Because I don't see anything else they can point to with, with him. Particularly. The-, the economy.
0: What the hell do you know? What do you know? You're a fucking millionaire. The economy is booming. People are having an easier time putting bread on their table. Last time you worried about putting your bread on your table is when you blew somebody to get to where you are. God, excuse me for that. But this just irritates me. You've got someone who's a multimillionaire sitting around on daytime television talking to women who can't think for themselves, telling them the economy is booming. The stock market's up everybody's having an easier time putting bread on the table just like she's one of the she's one of the norms you know she's one of the peasants down here in the pits living life like real people do she's not living a real life man she's in a bubble she's in a bubble and it, it's how pathetic disrespectful oh people like her are the reason the working class, despises you elite pricks you elite smug pricks who don't have a clue what it's like to live in the real world any longer because you've been in your hollywood bubble your celebrity bubble for so long you have no idea what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck or live out here in the real world or go to the grocery store you probably have people go buy your fucking groceries for you god these women get up there and tell us what to do and think. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's time for a little bit of weirdness. I got my, I got my, I got my rant out. I got my, I got my angst out. We're going to move on. I'm sorry. I got a little intense there during a few of those things, but man, this just irritates me because number one, it was, it was totally avoidable. Uh, Donald Trump had the economy booming. COVID put a dent in it intentionally, I believe. And, um, and it was going to recover just fine. Donald Trump was going to take it out. Joe Biden and his extreme commie Democrat party has completely destroyed this country. And they're going to do it. They cannot be elected again. And that's why I say you never Trumpers. <laughs> when you're ready to come crawling back, we'll take you. Okay. We'll take you. Because that's what's going to take. We're going to have to all get together. Don't give up. Because that's when they, you know, when you say, oh, I just don't want to, it's too hard to support Trump. It's too, you know, there's too much pressure. There's too much this, there's too much that. Wah, wah, wah. Pull up your boots, man. You know, if you do that, you're beat. They've won. That's exactly what they want people to do. They want people to go, you know, Trump just, he, he just, he just talks too much. His tweets are too much. He's just not, he's just not savvy enough. He's not, he's not smooth enough. He's too rough. He, you know, people just, I just can't do it with him anymore. You, you, you've you given up. You've rolled over. You're waving the white flag and the left is one. Good job. Don't be weak. Anyway, back to comedy hour. This is the weirdness portion of the show. Check it out.
1: One day, our children's children will read American history. And can you imagine our reading the James Madison or... Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government.
0: Could you imagine? I think I read that in a history book somewhere. I think they actually did overthrow the government and created a hell of a cool country. God, what a dingbat. What an absolute dingbat. All right. And then I've got one more little bit of weirdness here for you. Check it out.
1: People are tired of being required to travel over potholes and bridges that are breaking down, and it's expensive when you when all your tires, you know, when you lose, your, your your tires are ended up being flat because of those roads and bridges.
0: Oh, it is. Imagine all your tires being flat because those roads and bridges are so horrible. Imagine if it were a yellow school bus. I know how she loves yellow school buses. What if the yellow school buses were getting flat tires? You know, hey, but the most important thing is to not, you know, be unburdened from... Or, Don't be burned by what has been, you know, (laughs) whatever the hell she says. (laughs) Uh, She's so profound, though. I mean, really, she's a deep thinker. If If you really get into the Kamala mode and just appreciate her for what she is and try to get at the level she wants you to be at, then she's super profound. Imagine a future... Unburdened by what has been. They should put that on her tombstone. <laughs> All right, moving along here. What do we got? Oh, yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> along the same, check this out. Obama has gone from let's get to work to let's freak out. Why?
1: I think it it is a reasonable thing for him to be concerned about. Even the 2020 election was remarkably close with it coming down to about 40,000 votes across three states. And that was during a campaign where Biden had an excuse for why he couldn't be out running a campaign because of COVID. Um, And you had the media suppressing all sorts of stories about the Biden family business, which are now coming to light. And you didn't have the actual you know, track record of what was happening in a Biden presidency, which a lot of Americans feel is not anywhere near where they want to be economically in terms of foreign policy, in terms of crime, in terms of the southern border, all sorts of issues that now Biden would have to defend. So Obama's right to be concerned, I think.
0: Yeah, because Trump's going to, this is why they, they are scared to death of Donald Trump. They can't um, this, he said it before, we need to do everything we can Biden has said it to make sure that he is not politically able to run and they're doing it. They're trying to do it by weaponizing the justice department, right? Which is another reason our, you know, they look at that as this is what third world countries do, what no wonder they're downgrading our credit, but they are scared of Donald Trump because they know he can win. They know that he's got the populist vote. They know that his base has not gotten weaker at all. If anything, it's gotten stronger. He continues to poll higher among Hispanics and blacks, a, a, a segment of the population that the Democrats have literally and figuratively owned since the beginning of this country. And so it's no wonder that they're worried. It's no wonder that Obama is saying, hey, Joe, man, don't be... I think he had a... The, the word was, um, sources said, you know, he told him, look, man, don't underestimate Trump's campaigning power. Because Joe's going to have to run on his record. He can't run from his basement. He can't hide because of COVID. He's going to have to run on his record. And his record is not good. They can try to paint it up and polish that turd as much as they want. But the fact is, he sucks. His his, his economy sucks. His foreign policy sucks. His domestic policy sucks. They went after a bunch of pie-in-the-sky stuff, and as a result, all of the small stuff that matters, that builds a great country, they have failed on. Joe Rogan has something to say about it, too. That was this. Check it out.
1: No one is going to run against Trump in the Republican side and win, because you're not going to get the Trump supporters. They are all in on Trump. Unless he has a stroke, unless something happens that's horrible, he—they're all in on Trump. You're—you if you run against Trump, you're yeah. now the enemy of Trump. If I was friends with DeSantis, I'd be like, don't do it. You can't beat that guy. You just can't. When that guy gets out there and he's waving to people and they're going crazy, you're not beating that. There's a fucking and the fact that he was the president for four years and the country was in a, a, a great economic situation Yeah, and it looked like his policies were actually effective. They were effective. It looked like the unemployment was down It was business mm-hmm. was building regulations were being relaxed. It didn't look like it Joe. More things were getting done You know when you look at it from a policy perspective If you just look at it on paper what he did was effective a lot of people think it was effective You don't like him as a personality so you ignore that don't do that look at it in terms of a policy perspective people liked the ideas that he was putting forward and now you're sitting like Oh the wall is raised now the the fucking everybody thinks there needs to be a wall Even the mayor of mm-hmm. New York City mm-hmm. is now calling to stop immigration That's into right. a city And he, this was a guy that called it for it to be a sanctuary state when the reality of what your policies What what kind of actions you put forth what what the results of that are and those results are highly negative negative. You're forced to sort of recollect recollect your thoughts Mm -hmm. and come up with a, a, a new perspective and that's what the mayor of New York City is doing right now when you just look at what Trump's policies were and then obviously COVID hits there's a lot to that the lockdowns the the economic collapse all the shit that came with that that all none of that is good and then Trump holds up this like hope to bring us back to where we were when he was in office. You're not going to beat that.
0: I don't think they're going to be. No, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. And you never Trumpers, you know, Hey, um, said it three or four times. Now you come on back. You don't even have to grovel. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to get on your hands and knees. Just come on back, man. We'll welcome you. Once you realize the error of your ways, once you realize that Trump can't be beat and your alternative is to have Swiss cheese for brains in the office for another four years, we'll welcome you back. Along with all the new independents and the the free-thinking people and the patriots and those who realize that the Democrats have over-promised and under-delivered like they always do, In fact, they haven't delivered anything except pain and misery. Failed policies after failed policies after failed policy. You know, it's cool. At least Ukraine has something going on. Uh, Christie went over there. And um, so the new new strategy, the new war strategy of Ukraine is they're going to send Christie across enemy lines. We're going to put him in as a plant to devour all of their rations and starve the Russian army. That's what they're going to do, and here they are consummating the deal right here. Look at them; they're shaking hands on it. I'm telling you, I heard this from a reliable source, and 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 it's it's somebody I absolutely believe. I can't say who they are, but uh, it definitely came from a reliable source and a reliable inside source. And there they are consummating the deal. Somebody captured a shot of it: Chris Christie going across, <laughs> going across lines to uh, to starve out the the Russian troops by eating all of their food. So there you go. That might've been a moment of weirdness too. Hey, one more thing here. Um, after Trump was indicted and, you know, <laughs> God, I can't even believe it. Um, after they went and arrested him again and uh, and, and did all that, they uh, he went to bed minister and this was the reception he received. See, people, the people love Trump. And it doesn't matter whether he's in the Bronx, whether he's in Nebraska, Ohio, Florida, or his, you know, fancy schmancy bed minister club. He can relate with all of those people equally. Unlike uh unlike those cows on the view who are so living in their saran wrap bubble that they think that the economy is great and people are having an easier time putting Bread on the table. Um, here was Trump. That same day, just a couple of hours after being arraigned in Bedminster. <laughs> As Joe Rogan says, you're not going to beat that. You just can't. I'm concerned um, about one thing. And that is, if they can't take him out, I mean, so far, they've been throwing indictments at him, three of them now, probably another one coming up in, in Georgia. And it's not affecting his, his campaign at all. It's not affecting his support at all. It, In fact, his support is increasing and others are dropping. Head-to-head polls have him beating Biden despite what they do. So if they can't put him in prison or if he doesn't have a, you know, God forbid some sort of natural event uh, with his health that prevents him from running, I'm concerned that they might try to force the issue to prevent him from running. I mean, that's a real concern. Last resort, I think the Clintons know some people that could that could do that. I'm concerned for the guy. I hope that he beefs up his security. I hope he keeps it nice and tight and the Secret Service does their job well. Let's pray for our President Trump. Let's pray for his protection. Let's pray for his safety. And let's pray that he is, again, elected President of the United States of America in 2024. Because... Man, we need him and we need him bad. All right, we're gonna move on here. Fan mail. Fan mail Friday. We're gonna show you out a few of my favorites from the week and then uh we're gonna get on with our weekend. You guys enjoy your weekend. I'm gonna do mine. I've got uh I've got a show that I'm gonna to play tomorrow with my band. So I'm gonna uh, do a little bit of musicianship there. That's gonna be fun. I'm going to uh, do some things around the house. I got my honeydew list. I have a drain I'm putting in the driveway. I might try to do some pressure washing, maybe seal the aggregate in the driveway or something like that. I do these home little projects, you know? So it's what I do. And in between all, squeeze all that. In between all that, try to squeeze a trip with my dogs down to the beach or something. Anyway, here we go. Uh, Fan mail Friday. This guy says, uh, eat shit, transphobe. This was in regards to uh, uh, men competing in women's sports. And so that was his comment to that. Eat shit transphobe and I said so you approve of men being in girls locker rooms and showers without their consent is that how you roll and look at this guy that's wow I mean if you were to try to define someone who was in favor of men showering with girls in their locker room that might be the poster boy just might, might, or might look something like that, right? All right. Next up, we have this guy. Get this crap off my feed. Well, Rick, my answer simply is no. It is what it is. And your hat's too small, either that or your head's too big, one or the other. Next up, this guy was a real gem. This was his comment to one of my posts. You are batshit crazy. I said, that's not what my psychiatrist says. In fact, I find that term offensive. He, that guy right there, says I'm batshit crazy. Okay, you know, they need to bring mental asylums back for these people and rubber rooms, straight jackets, that sort of stuff. This guy, Steve Lyons, he says, you laugh clown, it's all you can do. No intelligence, no reason, just fear and ignorance. This was regarding climate change. I told him, "Forgive me for not being in a panic about the climate because I was told to be." <laughs> look at that guy. <laughs> they always got this look, man. It's uh it's funny. I bet, yeah, we could probably line up thirty random people and we could pick out the, the, the commie Democrats, right? And finally, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up with this one. All right, this is it. Uh, Adam Stotts. Adam Stoss is trying to make fun of uh, my my promo picture. And he says, uh, is that dog the bounty hunter? So more hair envy, obviously. And this was his profile picture. I said, you can't cross your legs like that with balls. And on that note, people, I thank you for watching. If you've just been listening on the radio or any of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. I'm also on all the socials at The Nun Report except for TikTok because I don't do that commie BS and Twitter because I couldn't get the. So on Twitter, it's just at Nun Report. Find me right there or just go to my website, at Man, it's all easy. One stop, one shop. You all have a great weekend. I know I'm going to, and we'll see you on Monday unless there's some breaking news and I go live or do a special episode, which happens from time to time. Might put something on Locals too. But anyway, uh, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.